Was he friends with Chef Boyardee? No, I don't know. <laughs> I knew you guys would fucking do this. I love <laughs> Chef. I love Chef. I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Hey everyone, welcome to the Roast Mortem Podcast. I'm Tom Saltman. Yay, I'm Travis Lee! Hey, I'm Cody McCann. Feeling spicy tonight, right? We are your hosts. We are your spicy, spicy hosts. Little spicy boys! How did everyone do this week? You, you do some good things? I what did. I did fucking subpar as fuck. You know why? Because I got sick. I got a sinus congestion. Yeah, we're not going on Saturday right now. We're not going on Friday right now. Yeah. Tom had a little bit of the bubon. He had the bubons on his head. Bubonic plague. My head is, uh, I wear a size 9 Yankees uh, red cap now. The the bubos. A Fred Durst. Remember when The Who covered his song? Yeah. Behind Blue Eyes? Real sad. So gay. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, it was appropriate just, lingo yeah, for the time. Confused so many people. Cody, what did you do? I oh, I know. What did you do? Oh, right, here we go. Ready? I was working in the city, and that's essentially just producing, editing videos for web and commercial. The city by city, you mean the trash city, New York City? The trash, New York City, the biggest apple. Rats off. And Travis, you can probably corroborate this with me, but for like commercials nowadays, the the subjects of the commercials usually have to be like. Very multicultural millennials. Right? Oh yeah, you need every single uh, race, tone. every yep. single gender. Yep. You need the one that's like questionably homo. Yeah, maybe? Or, yeah, just gender well, homo, fluid. Homo just gender fluidity. Gender fluid. Uh, at it's least uh, willing to wear velvet. Yeah. And sometimes they even throw like a middle-aged person in there just to be like, look, we're we're totally all inclusive. Look, this person doesn't know how to use their phone, but yeah. we're gonna put him in the oh yeah commercial yeah. Anyway. yeah yeah yeah. He only makes eighty-five k a year. He's technically not successful on New York terms. Never gonna retire. Yeah. So uh, where I work, we usually look for that footage on good old Getty Images. You know. Oh, I love you, Getty. You, you oh, love do, Getty. You love Getty. There's a great Twitter that's dark stock photos. I think that's the name oh. of it. Check that shit that. out. That's it's hilarious. And there's a lot of Getty photos on there. No shit. Yeah. I'm at work. I need to find footage of like these multicultural millennial fucks. You know, you hate them. I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say like I don't like them. Uh, I was going down a rabbit hole on Getty images and I found one particular image that I would like to share with everyone here. Travis, oh you, boy. if you want to take take the, the right, tablet. I'll take the helm here. Right, take the tablet. See. Gettyimages.com. Getty. Slash. Gettyimages.com and do a slash. Having a computer failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getty Images. Gettyimages.com. That's not how you spell that. Ah! Play along at home. I'm uh, drunk. If you could right beat now. Travis. Yeah, if you can beat you can write me. A little, images. Uh, and then you're a functioning adult. Gettyimages.com. Listen, Travis's hands were designed to start fires and beat the shit slash out of you. Slash license. <laughs> yeah. License. Slash license. Slash one four two four. Eight four uh, one four two four. That's not the number. No one no. four no. two no. This no. Is delete delete one four four two two four four eight eight four four five five one one three three. And this is the image I found while looking up filthy multicultural millennials. If you're not as slow as I am, and what happens? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, you. what? That's you! <laughs> I hate Why myself. are you on Getty? I'm available for purchase on Getty! Oh. I was looking for dirty multicultural millennials and I showed up myself. You're a little tan. Oh my god. I oh, hate it shit. so much. Wow. Look at you. Well, who uploaded that? You, oh, you my, get the, royalties on that. No, you don't. You should know. You're like the subjects oh, of stock right. photos. Boston Cyber Arts Festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, were so you cybering in that picture? Oh, you look cyber god. as fuck. And also, you're not wearing anything green. No. No. Zoom the fucking. Oh, yeah. Please. He's got a green undershirt. Please oh, zoom in. Yeah, yeah he's got that on yeah, the shirt there. Yeah, okay. Uh, for, for for those of you playing in at home, wow, you Cody get... wears a lot of... Cody usually wears green because of an OCD thing. But in this photo, I'm wearing a black shirt with a very clear and apparent green undershirt. You can see it. You can purchase this license for $575. Yeah! You can I... look at Cody... Uh... You can own my fucking likeness for $575. Or you could downsize. What's the... What's what's this? What's a small uh, small size? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let, 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 let them know. Oh, you're only 175 uh, if you downsize to low it, res Cody. That's good. There's two other people. Uh, do you know who those people are? Uh, yeah, or are they just complete strangers? No, that's, no, that, stock that's the guy that taught me how to code video games on the far left. Uh -huh. Trump. And we're the two like best students he had. So he's we're we're demoing like visual. Virtual art in in this photo, Cody. You have you not aged. That. Oh my! You God. have not aged that picture, though. Do you know what the trick is? Being an adult when you're like eight. Like I'm sitting on my couch, like, oh yeah, I I relate to fucking uh, uh, Ross more than Joey or Chandler. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Oh boy! <laughs> fucking terrible! Yeah, so whipping out that friends joke. Yeah, you just make sure you're an, an adult. Yeah, you just make sure you're an adult before you're 12. That was my clap. My oh, the clappy! Clap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the was... Rembrandt's clap. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was the friend's clap. Yeah, so you just make sure you're an adult, but like, between 8 and 12, and you just won't age for the rest of your life. That's well, the trick. Well, you've nailed it, my friend. You've done, you've done did it. Here's yeah. your computer. You actually, back, you have more facial hair there. I think you're actually aging. Yeah, back. I'm you're, doing you're, Benjamin you're regular, Yeah, the, the old Benjamin and, and And for the people that are too lazy to look up this image, do you guys want to tell the people at home where the Getty watermark is in this photo? It's right over your tits. It's right over my face and tits. I hate it. I'm so angry. Like You should be angry. Getty Images owns a likeness of me, and you can buy it if you really want to. Well, well I mean... It looks like we're buying it. Oh, God. yeah. You're, are you going to, like, pencil in little squiggly mustaches and gaps in my teeth? We got a lot of stuff to do with it. Oh, my God. I mean, there's three people, so we could just, like, put our faces on the other two idiots, and we got a, a podcast picture. We could also just take a picture of the three of us. We, could, we should really move on, though, because um, these pictures last forever. There's a thousand words so in there, angry. and I think we're up to uh, 3.30 on Jesus this. Jesus Christ, oh, I'm so All right. Angry. So that's, that was my horrifying conclusion to this week, finding out I'm available for sale on Getty Images. Good you thing heard it here first. Cody McCann, he's up for sale. Up for sale. It's, it's stings. Now look, I know it's, it's five seventy five for the high res and the what was it one buck seventy five. Buck seventy five for low res. But yes, what sir. about a blowjob? I don't know what you're talking about. I want a blowjob from you. How I, much? That doesn't. <laughs> five hundred roses. You go talk to somebody from Getty or the Boston Globe. Apparently, they own your lips. Well, <laughs> it's too bad no one no one took a picture of me this week. They could have sold it on Getty as man eating Chinese food with no shirt on. Is that what you did all week? <laughs> That's what I did most of the week. <laughs> I thought you worked this week. Yeah, I did. And then oh, I got God. home and I took my clothes off and oh, ate okay. Chinese food. Okay, you 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 compartmentalized. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I'm imagining you at the helm at your editor station. Just yeah, no, that wasn't at work. Yeah, you know. okay. Usually, good. I you probably make money off that one. Yeah, usually I tuck my, my, my legs in enough at work so my pants are on or off, you just don't know. 
Because <laughs> it's, it's under the You're table. You're a shrewd enough. businessman. Yeah, shrewd, hard businessman. Cody, who is on the chopping slab block today? Uh, the person on the chopping block. slab block today is, I did this, very fond of this man, Carlo Ponzi, a.k.a. the originator, the namesake of the Ponzi scheme. The Ponzi scheme. Yeah, mm. dude. Know uh, anything about that? Don't confuse that with the Fonzi scheme, no. where you just start punching jukeboxes. <laughs> well, bang. Yeah, bang, bang. It broke my hand. I gotta sue you, Jacoby and Myers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so one thing I noticed about your dude, Cody, is that yeah. his name isn't Carlos. No. <laughs> it's just Carlo. Yeah, it's not Carlos. It's, it's not Carl. It's not Carlito. It's Carlo. It's, but that's an Italian thing, uh, like yeah. Carlo Gambino. Yeah, yep. lazy, forgetting the S. Came to America. <laughs> came <laughs> to America, lazy. and he went by Charles or Chuck in America, which is it's Ch easy, it's Chuck Ponzi. Chuck, that's yeah. gross. Who's easier to give your capital for investment to, a Carlo Ponzi or a Charles Ponzi? Um, or Chuck Ponzi. Chuck. Rank, rank those. I've given my capital rank those. to Charles, Chuck, and Carlo. I've hey. given my capital to a Chuck. Chuck E. Cheese. You know I mean? uh, yeah, one, oh. one quarter plays. Yeah, yeah. Nolan Bush. Uh, oh. Honestly, I'm going to go with Charles. Number one. Yeah, that's Charles Pons, most trustworthy. Ponzi's also a horrible last name. It wasn't it back is. in the day. No, well. Not back mm. in. I mean, phonetically. Okay. Like, removing okay. any uh, connotation but I, I have like, towards it currently. One of the craziest right. things I was noticing in this podcast was like people are throwing money at a gentleman called Ponzi, which is ridiculous. No one nowadays would do that. No. But. Just because it hasn't happened yet, people have no issue with it. Yeah, you Investing have, in a Ponzi business. Like, it was wild. You only have, like, a handful of career choices if your last name is Ponzi. Most of them involve sanitation. No money. You're not going to be an accountant. No, no. no. Absolutely. No money trade. So let's get into him. Subtitle of this episode? When no amount of paper can stop these runs. Ooh. Oh, jeez. get it? It's a little damp. Get it? A little, get it? A little damp in the pants. You get it? It's a poop joke. And an economics joke. Yeah, I got more poop. Well, a, a, a run on a bank is when people ask for their money and can't get it, and then it scares a bunch of other people to ask for their money, and they also can't get it, and the bank is this pretty is, much turning away. It's entirely related, but uh, when was the last time you guys shit your pants? <laughs> uh, Mayday. Mayday? Nice. Yes. Wow. Shit. Nice. I was walking home really, really drunk. I shat my pants about a mile away from home. Nice. I strip, stripped off my pants and my underwear, threw my <laughs> dirty underwear on someone's lawn, went about my business with no Why pants on. Lawn? I, it was in a bush. It wasn't right on their front lawn. It was on the... All right, never mind. Why did yeah. that come up, Tom? You're talking about runs. Running. Oh, okay. But I was... Uh, sorry, I had my, econo my economy hat on. Right I'm going to do poop. this to you all night. Sure, do it. <laughs> see, see, see how much it slows me down. <laughs> so anyway, do you get it? Like, no amount of paper can stop these runs. Like, Carlos Ponzi set up a scheme in which he could never attain the amount of money necessary to keep his machine going. I understand. Good. Take the money and run, kid. Good. Let's do some trivia and shtick. Let's go. Born March 3rd, 1882 in Lugo, Italy, we have Carlo Pietro Giovanni Guglielmo Tabaldo Ponzi. Why do they have a billion names? I don't know. It's tight. It's a lot. I feel like the more unique your name is, the fewer other use there are. Yeah. You don't have to uh, really make a password. Just be your name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Username, username. <laughs> Throw in a symbol in there. Put some, all the S's can be dollar signs. Yeah. Nothing too fancy happens until he gets into college. 
I mean, he just sat around with his thumb up his Italian dickhole. Oh, interesting stuff that happens <laughs> when he goes to college. Uh, he ends up going to a college. He's lower class right now, and all of his friends are upper class, and they all get accepted to the same college. So it's like, ooh, I smell a sitcom. Oh. So all of his friends are hitting up operas, coffee houses, expensive things, and he's keeping up. So he's he- pretty much breaking his own bank putting up images with his friends, trying to keep up with the Kardashians. It was thought of as a four-year vacation to most locals, so it's just like, oh, you go here, you have a nice time, bleed a bunch of tuition in. And you go back home, and you're And you have a piece of paper. And the giant peach. Yeah. (laughs) Do you actually pay for tuition in Italy? If you're from Italy and you listen to our podcast, which no one from Italy is listening, I see the metrics, but tweet at us if you actually pay in pasta sauce. Because you might, for tuition. That's a great question. It is a great question. You can pay us in pasta sauce. (laughs) You can. So his ass goes broke, keeping up with his friends at college. But there's there's an interesting fad going around Italy at the time. Slick back hair? No. Snakeskin boots? (laughs) Parents. Vespas? No, no, no. Parents that had Italian bambinos were shipping them off to the United States, and said bambinos were returning with a fortune. It just seems like young Italian men do great in Italy and come back and make their family rich. The first half of that sounds like Mexicans. The second half of it sounds like non-existent. (laughs) So his family is pretty much encouraging him to leave. Get the fuck out so we can be rich. He was trying to restore his family's former glory. Carlo, you gotta get out of the fucking house. I'm trying to make more bambinos in here. I don't want you to hear me knocking around. Your mama's gonna go go crazy. That was probably it. (laughs) Yeah, just trying to be Latin lovers. Get the kids out of the house. Get out of here. If you make some money on the way, that's fantastic. Fantastic. So Carlo wrangled up his life savings and departed on the Boston-bound SS Vancouver. I know, that's confusing. Boston-bound. SS Vancouver. SS Vancouver. You know what the SS stands for on uh, the ship title? Super slippery. Uh, Uh, Single steam screwer. That's SSS. Yeah, I know. I (laughs) I, I thought it was just single Steve. No. Like, if you're a captain of a ship, you're just single Steve. Never been married. Always on the ship. Come on aboard, ladies. Single Steve's ready to bring you anywhere you want, especially to Vancouver. It's the bang bus, but with water. Whoa. November 15th, 1903, he disembarks the Vancouver with only the equivalent of $2.50 in his pocket. Today? In today's money. Nope, back then money. Was this Italiani dollareles? So that translates to about... Uh, six hundred and thirty-eight dollars. Nah, I don't know. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> I, I feel like as part of this podcast, we should probably learn about inflation. <laughs> I, I, I crushed a few because, numbers. Yeah. Like, pretty soon we'd be like, "Oh, you had a dollar. That's like two billion dollars." <laughs> yeah, I think I, we've, we've done this, and I feel like previously, we, yeah, and probably uh, poorly, and I feel and, like we're increasingly wrong every time. Dude, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> So here's here's the riddle. Tom's phone is blowing Sorry, up. Yeah. We're ruining the podcast. Yeah. Popular. Here's the riddle. Leaves with his life savings. Walks off the Vancouver with two dollars and fifty cents. You know what that means? He's sucking dick. What? Yeah. How does that make sense? He's sucking dick. If he leaves with his life savings and then lands with two fifty, he's been sucking dick. Yeah. Yeah. Was it spicy? He didn't have any money. What no, was, he had life savings. Life savings of what? 16 grains of orzo? Yeah. Essentially, the mystery we're trying to find out is how does a life savings disappear on a transatlantic journey? Yeah, my question was is is it spicy or sweet? What are you talking? What is going on? He's sucking dicks. I'm, is it spicy or sweet? Why do you think he's sucking dicks? That's he's losing money. He wants to suck dicks. He's paying. <laughs> he's paying people. I will pay you a billion <laughs> lira to suck that hot dick. I don't understand what's happening. 
Don't worry about it. Where do you think his fortune went aboard the ship? Booze. He lost it overboard because he's stupid. Lost it to sharks. Sharks? Literal sharks on like the Atlantic Ocean. Card sharks. <laughs> oh. 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 I thought it was. I thought you were going to say street sharks. No, there's no streets in the Atlantic. I thought you were going to paint some Finding Nemo Bruce-esque character for us. No, but I'm painting a picture Bruce. <laughs> of this investing entrepreneur pretty much losing his life savings before any of the game starts. This is the kind of man we're dealing with. All right, so he yes. walks onto a ship. And I think transatlantic voyages were six to eight days back in, like, turn of the century, right, Travis? I think around turn of the century, yeah. Yeah. About that. So, in like, a week, week, he loses his life savings to fucking a card shark aboard the Vancouver. Mm. This is who we're dealing with. Those uh, French Canadians are pretty vicious. Pons went on to say, I landed in this country with two fifty in cash and one million dollars in hopes. And those hopes have never left me. Yeah, because what they're is, non-transferable, yeah. and they're also useless. I don't want those. No I one... feel like that's the motto of everyone that plays scratch cards. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I found out recently that America spends more money on lottery tickets than they do on movies, music, video games yeah, sure. combined. That's sad. It's, yeah. it's going sad. to a good cause, at least here in New York. Uh, schools, right? No. Yeah. No way. America, yeah, dude. New York lottery goes to schools. It's going into sucking dicks. This is the moral of the story this week. If you yeah. lose money, it goes into sucking nah, dicks. We'll look it up yeah, later. Cody brought in Ponzi. I'm bringing in sucking dicks. <laughs> I never heard of him. Anyway, Ponzi quickly learns English, and he resorts to washing dishes, waiting tables, sleeping at work on the floor, shortchanging customers, and good old regular theft, all just to get by. Here's where the money comes in. The Pons gained employment at Montreal's Banco Zarossi, a bank specializing in helping Italian immigrants get started. You know, one of those banks. You're gonna want to get some semolina because it's very nice this year. Invest in You're gonna want to invest in some sesame seeds to put on your semolina. Carlo is gainfully employed, pretty comfortable. He mellows out. He picks up French from the locals. Wee! <laughs> Jesus. So <laughs> that's my French. Very good, thank you. I learned it from Muzzy. Yes, that's French. This idiot's talking. <laughs> Unlike this table, Carlo ain't no dummy because he's got a uh, he's got a language trifecta brewing right now. He's got the English from the Bostonians. Uh, Montreal gave him the French, and he's of course Italian. So he's got the Italian, English, and French all under his belt, and this helps him become hired as a bank teller because he can, you know, interface with more customers. And he's accepted as a generally likable guy at this time. Well, I mean, Italian and French is like Pepsi and Coke. Like, basically the I same thing. I don't know. I don't think that's true. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. There's, I think there's a King of the Hell episode. I think you might... Explaining you, how Peggy Hill couldn't interface with, like, a Montreal... Well, call me stupider you, than King of the Hill. Yeah. Now, if you don't know, here's what's supposed to happen with your general run-of-the-mill banking. The bank opens an account for you, safeguards your funds... And the bank takes your funds when you're not using them, makes good investments, and then the returns of those investments become your interest. So that's how banking is supposed to happen. Here's what Zerosi, you know, the bank head, actually did. He paid his account holders' interest with new account balances. Oh. And then when the new account balances had interest due, he would pay that with even newer account balances. It was all shifting money. And when the, when the newest set of accounts had interest due, Zerosi would just up and disappear into Mexico with the remaining fortune, abandoning his family. I hear Baja's very nice this time oh. of Earth. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. So Dude, does, he probably went to the Baja 800, Doug. He was, like, on a dirt bike. Does, does this play sound familiar to anyone? It sounds like a 
Ponzi scheme. It's a proto Ponzi scheme. It's a scheme of Ponzi before the man himself. And he was like, were... "Wow, I like this. I also like my last name." Yeah. Well, <laughs> to be fair, he didn't put his namesake to a horrible act. That was probably someone else. But this is known as robbing Peter to pay Paul before Ponzi, you know, was on the scene. That's the name of the scheme. I've heard that. I think they still use that in uh, Great Britain because they've never heard of Italians before in Great Britain. Yeah, it's weird. It's a myth. Little side note about them. They thought that spaghetti grew on trees. Oh, the yeah, BBC that, report. Yeah, that is a great that. video. Yes. I love that. That's so they really don't know Italians. If you don't well, know what we're talking about, the BBC did an April Fool's joke where they posited spaghetti came off of trees and a bunch of New Englanders and London people believed it. And not yeah. New Englanders, yeah, Englanders. old Englanders. Yeah, Greg's Englanders. So Carlo is out of a job because of this shitty, tricky man, Zerosi, who up and left with a bank fortune into Mexico. Zerosi is actually living, or, excuse me, Ponzi is actually living with Zerosi's abandoned family, which is kind of awkward if you think about it. Um, like, hey, you're, you're a patriarch. Zerosi's like, they're yours now! Yeah, pretty <laughs> Don't much. Don't touch my wife that much! Yeah. <laughs> Not it! During this appointment, he's wandering around. He found himself in a familiar empty warehouse, a.k.a. a former Zerosi client. So he was, you know, familiar. He's living in a warehouse? No, no. He's just unemployed and wandering around, kicking a can, and he finds himself in this familiar abandoned warehouse because it's Zerosi, former employee. He's kind of familiar. He walks around, finds a checkbook, writes himself a check for $423.58. 420, med sick. 423.58. 423.58. I don't know. 3.58 is, uh, that's off my radar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then we're going to end the, po the podcast right now. You should just go uh, rent the movie Blank Check. Yeah. Because that's how the rest that's of the story much, happens. Yeah. So this is his first financially illegal thing. He's, he's probably First done... thing on paper where he's he's making yeah, yeah. financial gains in a greasy way. Mm. He was stealing and shortchanging earlier, but this is like the first, ooh, white-collar fuckery. Mm -hmm. Coppers eventually catch on to the old boy, throw him into the pokey for three years. Three years for 420? 423.58. <laughs> During his incarceration, he wrote back to his mother, explaining that he was employed as an assistant warden. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> this is the mom that sent him over there to get rich and come back, and he's like, in a jail, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a warden. That would be a good instance of getting fired to jail. Yeah. Pretty good. Man. Most people don't get fired to jail. Most I mean, people... they, do, they get fired to jail. They don't get hired to jail. Yeah. I mean, then you get fired to prison. Ponzi gets out of jail, returns to the USA, got caught up in a scheme moving Italian immigrants across the border, got arrested Where? again. Wait, what? Wait, wait, there's border? no border. There's oh, no wait, he's in Vancouver border. at this point. Yeah, he, he's in, he's in, he's no, in, no, no, he's no, in that Montreal. That doesn't Montreal. stop anything. I get what you're saying. Yeah, they're... Explain it to Travis. He's sneaking him into the US, but still, it sounded, like, it sounded like Italy just moved. Towards Canada. Kind of. So essentially, it's easier to get, if you're an Italian immigrant, it was easier to get into Canada and then hop the border into, like, New York or Boston instead of actually America, landing direct America didn't want any more Italians at this point. We were full up. We were full up. We were very racist against Italians at this mm. point. We did when not I like we, them. I mean, not me. Yeah. There was, I, I mean, there's a general theme. Like, you ever seen fucking uh, gangs in New York? They didn't like the Irish. They, they didn't like the Italians. That's right. Gets two years. We're trying to ship five Italians across the border. Just five? Yeah, it was five. We it's probably friends. Five, probably friends. Yeah, One of those could bad. have been Papa John. <laughs> this is the beginning of the Ponzi scheme. Your boy Pons Gruber discovers what an international reply coupon is. Wait a minute, did you just say Pons Gruber? I did. Gruber. All right, cool. I said Pons All Gruber. All right, fuck yeah. Okay. He discovers. He discovers what an international reply coupon is, aka an IRC. 
Now, today, IRC... IRC is like shit that you like, it's like, get porn, weird porn on. Yes, today, IRC is known as Internet Relay Client, and yes, Travis, you can, if you really try, get I haven't, porn from I it. haven't done that. No, it's not really popular nowadays. <laughs> you haven't lived, We dog. have Skype and Discord, but... Dude, IRC's OG shit, though. But no, for this podcast, IRC means International Reply Coupon. And what that is supposed to do is you're supposed to, if you send a letter international, you take one of these coupons, you shove it in with your letter, and the recipient can redeem that coupon for postage. So it's an easy way to get somebody to talk back to you if you, if you spring for their postage before. Right, it's, uh, it's a way of saying, I got the postage covered. Just yeah, just talk thing. to me back. It's on me. You know, they I mean? still have that shit today, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I've, I've very definitely old sent shit back and there's like a little little thing in the corner that says like post is paid. Don't worry about it, bro. Yeah, I gotcha. Bra. Gotcha, bruh. So here's here's the Eureka Ponzi scheme moment. Because of recently wonky post World War One supply and demand, a coupon from Italy bound to America would be four times cheaper to purchase than its redemption. Mm. So essentially an American or somebody on the American side could send a quarter to Italy. That quarter could be converted into the Italian currency, the lira back then. No, it's meatballs. No, it was the lira. And the lira could be used to purchase the international reply coupon. And that coupon could be sent to America where it could be redeemed for a dollar or a dollar's worth of stamps. You know what I mean? You send a quarter, you get a buck. And then you sell the stamps at resale value for a dollar. Right. So that's Ponzi's magic machine. That's a spicy little little scheme he's got going it, on there. It's, it's pretty nice. It works in small scale. It, he did a proof of concept. I mean, it's a great turnaround. Yep. Well, on paper. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Is anyone getting that. fucked in this transaction or no? Uh, yeah. If you, if you the just. Countries, thought, right? The countries, right? Yeah. The country's getting the, fucked. The country whose price is higher gets fucked. Yes. AKA so America. the US. US. In this case, America. We, we will get to that. Because meatballs really aren't worth that much. Um, yeah, I mean, and just just to refresh, it eh. was not the currency of Italy at the time. No, still the currency. Modern day. They traded in the euro for the meatball again. They went to the euro for a little bit and went back to the meatball. Berlusconi was 90% meatball, man. So essentially, quarter in, dollar out. That's the Ponzi magic money machine. This method is called arbitrage, and it is completely, totally, 100% legal. And it's the gaming of a differential value of one item in two unequal systems. And you can kind of see that. Mm. So people still use that shit today or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. It goes on today. If you want to just imagine like a JRPG where like it's a hundred it's a hundred gold for a potion. But like the next town over has a merchant buying potions for like 200 gold. Okay, that makes sense to me because I have a nerd brain. Yeah. So naturally, if you were playing this JRPG, you just stock up on all the potions you could take it to the merchant who's buying them for a higher value and offload as many as you can. That's arbitrage. Totally legal. And this is pretty much what Ponzi was doing with coupons and stamps. Tight. Dude, he's just an old lady. He's just trading coupons. That's true. And Travis, you mentioned this like not two minutes ago, but this is at the expense of Uncle Sam. Yeah. Ponzi scheme means every quarter he sends through the machine uncle sam gets a bill for 75 cents hey can i just interject right here sure I don't give dolly a is making a lot of snoring noises right now she is you she's a baby bill can we okay. I'm, a, I'm gonna give uh, her a little tap hey dog as you all know if you start doing shit that's costing uncle sam money uncle sam will eventually shut your ass down you know what i mean he's got a big stick yeah he's gonna come <laughs> at you with a cease and desist or a subpoena or just a fucking parade of g-men with glass doldos i'm pretty sure that's what happens <laughs> Yeah, big time. Like Glass 90, 92% sure that's what happens. So, Carlo, 
simply sees this as a four times multiplier to his money. It's like, oh, this method is a button I can press indefinitely that will four times my money. And on paper, yeah, that's what it is. Like, it can do that. But he oversimplified this process like a fucking idiot. It was like, you didn't think about anything. You just thought about the payoff. It was quarter goes in, dollar comes out to Carlo. He did not care about the ethics. He was screwing the government. And the government would stop your ass if you, you know, screwed him too hard back in the day. He didn't foresee- You don't screw Uncle Sam! Uncle Scram! Uncle Scram! You. Uncle Scram! Yeah, you heard Uncle that. Scram Uncle Scram comes at you with a with a bullet nine millimeter and seven uh, macaronis. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Didn't care about the ethics. He didn't care about his scheme correcting the supply and demand curve because if you let this go on long enough, Italy would just you know fix its prices so this inequality between two systems wouldn't exist. And then all the nonas won't be able to write their ninos. Mm. Mm. El nino. El ni- dear El Nino. Nino, I miss you, you so much. That's uh, English. I love you so much. Very good. And uh, <laughs> send me un papajan uh, coupon. Love, love Nona Straganona. He didn't account for the actual physical coupons that were in circulation. And he didn't account of how to turn the coupons back into money. Who the fuck buys stamps from anything other than the post office? If some Italian was like, you want stamps? No. Uh, yeah, only if they're made of leather. Yeah, it's like, no. I love those leather stamps. Yeah, they taste good. So shareable. And he also did not account for the fluctuations of the American dollar versus the Italian lira. This was just good old four times multiplier button. He could press and make his money, you know, quadruple as many times as he needed. So he, in his mind, thinks he has infinite monies. It's kind of like the rare candy code in Pokemon. Oh. oh Give geez. me the more money. Well, JRPG's happening yeah. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like uh, it's more like IRPGs, Italian RP role playing. I see what you did there. I see what you did. Italian role playing, uh, role playing. Semolina rolls. Sem- <laughs> Semolina. You're gonna want a nice Semolina. Right. All right. I'm gonna ask, what's a Semolina? It's a type of wheat. Great. Yeah. And a lot of Italian breads made of Semolina. Why are you asking now? Why I don't you ask know. Before? Semolina. Linis. To be fair, Ponzi did have a successful proof of concept. <laughs> As I blur that entire sentence, he just failed to realize it was not infinitely repeatable and scalable. Like, yes, it works for what you're doing now. If you think you can make this any bigger, you might short term goals. Yeah, you might hit scales of burden or what have you. It's like when you're trying to get swole, you know, yep. you can add five pounds on your squats for only so long. How, le- how thick can your legs get? Your thighs can only get so thick. There's, there's probably an upper limit to that shit. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Same stuff gets swole. Anyway. So, here's where Ponzi gets a little greedy. He was able to do this and kind of like live off of it himself. But he makes a company whose sole purpose it is to accept money from anyone wanting to invest into this process. Ponzi's like, I can m- make you rich. I need this much money, this much time, and I will return this much money to you. you know right, I mean? so he's throwing his dick around. He's like, hey, check out this company. It's basically free money, the company. Yeah, it's like, I can multiply your money. Give it to me now. I'll give it to you. I'll give it back to you bigger later. Too you know much swag. I, mean? I can't, I don't see anything wrong with this. Nope. He'd hire employees that worked on commissions. A recruiter would get 10% cut, and the recruiter's recruits would get a 5% cut. So everyone's getting paid with not money. Just cuts. Just cuts. Cuts. And I know what our listeners are thinking. It's not salami cuts. This no, is no, a, no. a fiscal cut. Listeners, I was thinking that. I was getting so hungry. And you crushed my dreams, Tom. You crushed it. Ponzi took money from everyone. 
working class Italian immigrants much like himself, up to three quarters of the Boston Police Department. That's weird. Dang. Mm. He even accepted money from a priest. He took money from a family and his personal employees. Not employees that were in with the scam, but just like his, his butler, his, butler. His, sho his chauffeur. It would He would take money from them. And like, that's a huge red flag. If someone paying you asks for money, you say no. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's no, yeah. like, no the, the cash flow goes one way, not two. What know? would Mama Ponzi think? So he, I, I I'll let you know. Did what he Mama have a Ponzi butler thinks. or was it like a driver? Like what, both. Who, he had both. He had a butler and a driver and uh, other. But by, by any chance, what kind of car do you have? Great. Thank you for asking that. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ponzi's uh, scheme essentially just at the very core is a shuffling of coupons and stamps. But to Ponzi, it's just a vacuum that's taking an investor's money. So he's rolling in money from people that you know, have faith in his ability to multiply the cash. So he's just rolling in liquid funds right now. Purchased a Lexington mansion, 12 rooms. Nice. I don't know what he's doing with all 12 rooms. He has a wife, Rose, at this point. Not really consequential. Can, can I pause you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's like, you're just like talking about all the shit. And I don't know, this is my brain might be fucked. But you're talking about rolling shit. You're talking about like spreading money around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about pasta the whole time. Why? Is that Tom? The Tom? Like Rolatinis? Fuck you, Tom. Yeah, Rolatinis, like ricotta. Yeah, ricotta. Ricotta is a cheese. That's like, I'm pasta. so hungry right now. Can we can we order something? Let's order a pie after this. Hell yeah, I'm sure, ordering pie. I can do that. Getting the cheesy ass pie. Lexington Manor, 12 rooms. Hired butlers and chauffeurs. Said that earlier. He would he, he would take money from them, which is like, no, don't do that. Uh, a new gold and diamond accented wardrobe for him and the wife who at the time, uh, her name was Rose. Uh, he bought a limousine. I think it was a T Ford or you know a Model T Ford limousine, so custom. A very uh, it's a T Ford because it's long. Yeah, the yeah. lanky oh, Ford. Yeah. And something called a locomobile. Oh, I like that. That so, sounds like some kind of burrito. Yeah, so that's pretty much like <laughs> the. Did he have four of them? Were they no, four no, locomobiles? No, 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 <laughs> they were essentially for him at the time. They those were antique cars. So. Oh. The old timey jalopies. cars have been out for over six years. Yeah, 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 I want some of the old stuff. Yeah, they don't build them the way they used to. Yeah, so like I think I had like three wheels or something like that. Oh yeah, and like, like, like yeah, those the, the seats were just a bench. Those what is it? Those British golf carts that you don't need to have a license for? Oh yeah, it's like a three wheeled car. Oh yeah, it's like a like a one stroke yeah. engine. <laughs> like, <laughs> gonna get to the mine on time tonight. <laughs> I turned to a Minnesotan. Yeah, that was weird. Hey, that? I'm from Great Britain, eh? Somebody asked earlier what his mom thought about all this. Uh, he had his mom shipped out from Italy, first class cruise tickets. Was she still alive? Yeah. I mean, you usually don't <laughs> ship cadavers across the Dude, Atlantic. that would be... It happens. Yeah. It depends on the uh, war. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so like his mom was thinking it was working. You know what I mean? She sent... She... She... She sent uh, her boy, you know, across the Atlantic to make a fortune, and then suddenly, you know, first-class cruise tickets show up in her mail. That's oh, it worked. You know what I mean? That's what she's thinking. That's a hell of a phone call. Yeah. Hey, mama. Mama you mia. Got, you gotta guess what I got. I gotta make a fortune. But guess what? You gotta come here to see it. Because I ain't got no fortune to send to you, mama. <laughs> no. Great transition, Tom. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like, this is his most vindictive move. He buys a majority stock of the Hanover Trust. A bank whose manager previously cocked Balak Ponzi 
because well, he didn't did he... believe in the stamp thing. Cock, cock block. Yeah, he stopped. Uh, he stopped alone. Pon Ponzi, Ponzi went to this guy. He's like, I thought you, no, no, no. I thought you were talking some like financial terms right no. now, and I just realized you said cock blocked. I said cock blocked. <laughs> cock blocked. Yeah, I was like, what is a cock block? Is that when you like invest in mutual funds and then you deinvest in mutual funds and then you <laughs> then you invest yeah, yeah. in foreign trades? Yeah, Roth it, IRAs. It's, it's Roth. <laughs> Roth. 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 Yeah, it's it's called cock blockchain. I love cock blockchain and people. Yeah. It's <laughs> one so, of my favorite things to do. So essentially this bank manager, like Ponzi was like, look what I can do with stamps. And this bank manager's like, no, fuck you. That's ridiculous. Get out of here, David. Get Blaine. out of here. And then Ponzi comes back with enough money to buy a majority in the bank. I was like, ha, fuck you. You know, that's pretty badass. You that's pretty I mean? baller. It is pretty badass. That's baller. I love that. It seems that, like pretty spiteful and could have something to do with his downfall eventually. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. So that's Hanover Trust. That's one bank he bought a majority in. And then he also set up multiple multi-million dollar accounts across the U.S. Eastern Seaboard. So a lot of accounts with a lot of money. Mm. Travis, contain yourself. He bought a macaroni company. Whoa! <laughs> and a wine company. Not so well. I mean, yeah. Italian, whoa, Italian. macaroni. Yeah. So wait, was that how? That's crap for you, that's for you ladies out there. Yeah. Uh, was that how Kraft was started? I don't know. I don't even know if this is Kraft. Was he friends it's with just... Chef Boyardee? No, I don't know. <laughs> I knew you guys would fucking do this. I love <laughs> Chef. I love Chef. Uh, so wait, because he bought the macaroni company, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna like talk a little bit about this. <sighs> I don't want to get us too derailed. Okay. But because he bought the macaroni company, did he do like the Scrooge McDuck with macaroni? He just like jumped headfirst oh, into a pile into of macaroni. A vault. Filled with macaroni. I can imagine it. I think that it happened. I'm not. Stop. I'm not. Is it cooked macaroni or is it dry? It's it's cooked. It's so oh, sloppy. It's it gross. makes like a squish yeah. sound when he no, jumps in. I don't like that. Okay. A uh, different total derailment. Sure. <laughs> Get them all in. Get them anything, all in. Fuckers. Did he have anything to do with the macaroni grill starting up? No. Zero no, facts. No, no I'm gonna say yes. As someone that didn't do any research, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yes. Agree with. Also armed with baseless facts, I agree with Travis. <laughs> and there you go, you heard it here first. Carlo Ponzi, if you've ever asked your wife to marry you twice at the macaroni <laughs> grill, you can thank Carlo Ponzi. Thanks, dog. That's absolute fact. Moving on, Cody. So that's the high life Ponzi was living with his Ponzi scheme. Right yeah. Now, to recap, the Ponzi scheme essentially sent a quarter into Italy to be bought a coupon with, an international reply coupon. This coupon would be sent to America, be redeemed for a greater value of stamps, which could be resold for face value, which was for about a dollar. It's a little bit of a shuffle, but if you want to send a quarter to Italia, it will come back a dollar if you trusted Ponzi. A little legwork will do you. Yeah, a little, little legwork. A little free money. Got 75 cents out of it. Mmm. Free money is great. We all know Ponzi schemes cannot go on forever because there is not always a new wave of investors. It is limited. You will eventually run the fuck out. So, Ponzi gets caught, of course. Oh! Travis, you looking at so porn over ghosts. there? I'm, I'm watching Cody porn on Getty Images. <laughs> <laughs> it's available. I see zero dollars of that cut. One of the Boston financial writers posited it was impossible for Ponzi to return these promised profits in a legal manner. He was like, it could be done, but he's breaking a lot of rules if he's doing it. Pretty much putting a speed limit on Ponzi's scheme. It's just like, there's no way he's operating in a legal fashion. Trying to hide a little bit. Somewhere there's a gray area where a manipulation is happening of either people or math or something. You know what I mean? 
this was the first boy to be like, he's not right. That boy Ponzi is not right in the head. He's making free money out of stamps. Mm. Like any good businessman, Ponzi sues his ass for libel. Wins half a million dollars in damages. Nice. So Ooh. that pretty much shuts everyone the fuck up. Because back in the day, uh, well, proof of burden. Meant something. Yeah, yeah. And proof of burden was on the fucker saying it, mm. aka the newspaper. Right. So mm. if a newspaper. The Boston print, newspaper. Yeah. Ponzi's doing something real strange over here. He's got this big car and he's got this big scheme and he's giving out money for free. He's got quarters. That's how they talked. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Straight up Bostonian. I'm just painting a picture. Yeah, it's a very, very vivid picture. And one Joseph. Daniels comes out of the woodwork. He's a furniture salesman who previously lent Ponzi in good faith a bunch of furniture, you know, for the company. Can you turn into more furniture for me? No, 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 no. He didn't want. He just, he just wanted Ponzi to pay him back. So he's like, was he from New Hampshire? Uh, everything's Boston. I feel like they here. only make furniture in New Hampshire. Yeah. Very quaint furniture. That and freedom. Amish yeah. and freedom. Yeah, Ron Paul. Joseph Daniels is like, have all this furniture. Get me back when you can. And then Joseph Daniels sees Ponzi being a multimillionaire. He's like, hey, I feel like you can get me back now. And, you know, Ponzi engages in a legal skirmish. Mm. Now, why is this troublesome? This, this sets off red flags for me. This is a Trump move. Yeah. If, if he is the multimillionaire he claims to be, just pay off the furniture and be done with this. Yeah. That guy is hurting your image a lot by saying you owe him money. As a multimillionaire, that's problematic, right? You, you give me the furniture, you say it's a maple. It's like a cedar. Who cares? I ain't not gonna pay this. Yeah, Malacca. <laughs> and also, beg the that's question. A, that's a Greek term. Yeah, oh. Whatever. Same yeah, area. Yeah. One's a shoe, one's like a, a turd. Just like a <laughs> shitty splat coming out of Europe. It's a beautiful Don't sand confuse the turd. two. <laughs> so it begs the question, why does a multimillionaire need to borrow furniture to begin with? Like, what the fuck's going on? Questions start arising. George Foreman didn't go to Rent-A-Center, he just advertised there. When the authorities questioned Ponzi, like, how do you invest your money? Ponzi calmly and, as a matter of factly, claimed, Oh, I, I have my shit invested in stocks, uh, bonds, and a little bit of land. A little bit of land. Mainly no, stamps. How, how does that make you feel, if he's invested in those things? Um, those are solid choices, right? Yeah, well, that, solid choices, but I guess it's uh, the, the bad flavor comes from the idea that nothing has to do with his actuals. There you go. Yeah. Without the fact that we, you know, he's just not licking stamps and making money. Exactly. You know? Why is someone that claims to have this money magic machine, why would that individual be invested in anything else? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you, your money should be in your scheme, not in stocks, bonds, and a bit of land. That's a good answer for everyone except Ponzi. Is he I mean? also the person that invented Thousand Island? Because if he says he has a thousand islands what, of the, land, the dressing? he might have a dressing that was he kept in his, his back pocket. I was going to say, maybe if he invested in uh, Smart Water or Gatorade, that would make sense because he's licking so many stamps. He's got to stay hydrated. Yeah, got to get hydrated electrolytes in the water. In the water! The in electrolytes the water. are in the water. <laughs> Cody <laughs> just raised a brow at us. <laughs> so the electrolytes plants crave. You know what it is? We we haven't drank any orange juice tonight, so we're. Do we have any? We just do little shots. Yeah, we'll do a shot of orange juice. Shot orange, orange juice. Our next break. Mm. Hear that, yeah. everyone? Next break. Orange juice break. Everyone. Uh, OJ, pull oh, over. Probably Go to Seven Eleven. Edited out. <laughs> <laughs> it was also hurting Ponzi that his scheme was un-American. Like, don't it's let... pretty un-American. He's yeah. trying to get those liras. Well, it's he's doing it at the government's expense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Every every quarter he sends through Uncle Sam takes you know seventy five cent hit. 
And that does not bode well for American investors when your scheme fucks America over. You it's know? like inflation. Yeah, yeah uh, sure. That's yeah. how it happens. I know this this took place over a long period of time, but when this started to come to light, what would be the time period? Uh, the 1920s, like 1920s. around the fucking Great Depression. Right before <laughs> right, the Depression. Right when America could really handle the yeah. loan. Yeah. Right when we're like, hey, let's keep dancing for a while. This is, you keep dancing for a while, everything's going to be all right. And then it's they're all flappers. It's fine. (laughs) One of my favorite proofs against Ponzi's feasibility is that after a little bit of arithmetic, it was revealed that in order for Ponzi's financial head to be above water, he'd have to use his money machine 160 million times. Mm. So just the amount of money he's taken in, there has to be a counter promise for interest. He would have to do you would do the Ponzi magic money machine 160 times. That's ridiculous. Because there's only twenty seven thousand of those coupons in existence, hmm. <laughs> you so he didn't. Fucking yeah, he idiot. didn't do he the long term math. Yeah. He fucked himself. He was just like in I'll, the butt. Yeah, he was just like I'll do this until we're all rich. How many times do I need to do that? Feasibly impossible. There's literally not enough fuel in the world to get the Ponzi machine started. He made the lasagna and realized he didn't have any chopped meat. Fucked Build up. that wall. Build that lasagna wall. <laughs> Dude, Garfield hate Mondays. Garfield <laughs> hate Monday, dog. Ponzi needed 6,000 times the number of IRCs that were actually available. Wait, Cody, are you still talking about a place where you can find weird porn? No. What do you... No. No, IRC, no the IRC. Inter- oh, IRC, right. Yeah, it's yeah. a different IRC. Jesus, Travis. These were such huge numbers that writers of the time were using Titanics as benchmarks for the measurement. Like, Ponzi would need to send a hundred and... Like, so, I don't know how much it was. It was probably, like, eight or, like, yeah, a handful of Titanics full of IRC stamps back and forth the Atlantic for this to be possible. Like, Dude, joke's on him. They would all hit icebergs. Yeah, you don't want to transport anything on the Titanic. <laughs> yes, but because... That's like using uh, uh, USPS ground. <laughs> You're never going to get that package. You're never getting it. Yeah. Or they're going to fold it in half. So writers were having fun being like, this guy would need a handful of Titanics, you know what I mean, at his disposal to keep his head above water. This naturally started to run on Ponzi's company. All of this anti-Ponzi media was just like, oh, scared the public, and the public demanded their money back. And, you know, hopefully Ponzi has, you know, enough money to stop the run. And Mm. Ponzi wandered into this mob, handed out, Donuts, coffee, and two million dollars. <laughs> well, good well, combo. Well, good yeah, well, I was gonna say there's like donuts, coffee, and pretty two, normal. Yep. That's like when you've had a bad week at work, they'll buy you donuts and coffee. Yep. Help boost office morale. Two million dollars. Yep, that's that's the cherry. You've well. been overdrawn for six months. Why don't you have a donut? Yep. <laughs> so Ponzi stops this run on his company, essentially halting a bankruptcy fireball headed towards his face with a little bit of coffee, a little bit of donuts, and two million dollars. That was enough to stop the mobs from demanding. Was it Krispy Kreme? I don't know. Half and half. I don't. He he better have half and half. Oh, I right. must snitch on him if he doesn't. You gotta have half and half in your coffee mm-hmm. or full cream. Full yeah. cream boy. Are you a fan of French vanilla? I do whole milk because I'm a man. Fuck French vanilla. I like two. Fuck hazelnut and it's asshole. If he was handing out hazelnut, I would be full snitch. I'd be like, this dude Ponzi has stamps. He's trading them. He's not doing Pokemon anything. Pokemon cards. Like uh, I've never seen Travis so angry. I'm very... willing to go full snitch on someone. <laughs> I will snitch on that bitch. He's frothing at the gash. No hazelnut. 
little bit of donuts, a little bit of coffee, $2 million stops the run on Ponzi's company. So he's safe. But it does get the attention of United States Attorney Daniel Gallagher. Of Oasis. Uh, is, that, is that what that is? <laughs> I don't know. Dan Gallagher puts Ponzi in his crosshairs, fires off an audit, and finally, somebody with the proper authority is like, let me see the fabled Ponzi scheme books. Give them to me. Let me see how you're doing this. And of oh, course... Ponzi scheme! Right. And of course, this was like a very well-kept secret because Ponzi didn't want... People to know that he was an idiot fucking around with stamps. And all of a sudden, his accountant comes in there with a sweeping leg kick and an elbow. You do not rip off the people of the United States of America, no. you Italian bastard. Don't do that. You Ponzi, you get back over there and you tell me what the Lira does for you, and I'll tell you what the American justice system does for its people. Thank you. Yeah! I'm going to cut that all out. <laughs> no! Dan Gallagher demands the Ponzi books. Ponzi hands over a handful of tattered, scrappy index cards. With no, no, no numbers on them. It's just names of account holders. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. So it's just like, his name's John Smith. He gave me money. The way I figured is like Ponzi controlled the amount of investments. It was probably like, I only take like shots on a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. So it was easier to remember. Right. If John Smith like came up and it was like, uh, give me $758, Ponzi would be like, yes, round it to a thousand. Just so it would be easier in his air quote books. Right. I feel like he'd have a hard time doing his scheme today because it's very hard to find stamps. Y oh, I was going to say loopholes, but stamps. It, well, I mean, you go to post office, obviously, no brainer. Stamps.com. Stamps.com, that's a thing? Not sponsored by Stamps.com. not sponsored by them. I don't know. I went to 7-Eleven thinking they have stamps, right? They have stamps. I don't know. It's a little convenience corner stop. They should. Yeah, they should. I went in there. There was a this 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 young man, probably about eighteen years old, and I asked for stamps, and he didn't know what stamps were. <laughs> oh, really? He legitimately did not know what stamps were. And then oh. this 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 other guy who's about our age, this like big Primus head, because I've heard him talk about Primus every time I walk into Seven Eleven. Yeah. And he he came over. He's like, oh, you need stamps? Yeah, we got stamps. This kid doesn't know what he's talking about. Jesus. <laughs> so they did have stamps. They did have stamps. In the end, they had stamps. But it'd be a lot harder nowadays to get stamps as a Ponzi scheme. Man. Uh, millennials. Filthy brown millennials that show up in Getty Images. Yo. Carlo, in trouble, hired a spokesperson because of all this negative PR he was getting. And this guy's name was William McMasters. Fucking Mc cool name. That's a great that name. That is a great name. William Willie McMasters. Willie McMasters. Willie McMasters. That's good. This backfired because McMasters... Saw through Ponzi shit and wasn't a dumb tard. Because he's a McMaster. Yeah. The man is a financial idiot. He can hardly add. He sits with his feet on his desk, smoking expensive cigars in a diamond holder, talking complete gibberish about postal coupons and whatnot. You really pulled that off. That's a good McMaster. Mm, keep it in there. Yeah. I don't even know if he sounded like that. At this point, Carlo had claimed he had $7 million in liquid assets. This was an $11.5 million overestimation. Mm, so mm. he really... Negative $4.5 million in the red. Ooh. Liquid means that you could just drop it out, right? Yeah, Alex that's what that means, okay. Travis. Thank you. Oh, uh, I know. I, I, I've always seen, like, total liquidation. It means, like, you gotta just, like, drop it all out. Right? It's, all of it's gotta go if it's right. totally liquidated. I had that issue today. Taco Bell! <laughs> the final stake through Ponzi's financial heart was an investigation into his past, revealing his time at Zerosi Bank, where his then-employer pretty much pulled exactly what he's pulling now. Oh, shit. 
aka robbing Peter to pay Paul. Also, mugshots were turned up mm. from his time forging that check and that other time he was smuggling Italian goods into the country. Right. Salami. His mother. No, the Italian men. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, from, from Canada. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. from Canada. Yes. So he was, you know, essentially, uh, what is it called? Is it still human trafficking? If Yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. Human trafficking, forging checks, yada, yada, yada. His mugshots show up. This pretty much decimates his company's everything. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's junk at this point. Gets thrown in jail. Mm. Gets found out. Thrown in jail. His jailers. This is the uh, third time he's in jail or second uh, time? One, two, That's three. Three. Yep. three. Three. Third time. Third time's a charm. And his jailers commented he was eerily smiley for fresh meat. <laughs> like Ooh. he was he was just sitting in his cell just smiling like a... You know he's I mean? been in jail three times now. I don't think he's fresh meat. This is like a prosciutto. Well, he's been aging for a while. You gotta get the crust off of him. Yeah, you, you gotta cut that thick bit off. And then you, you don't want to. You don't want to put any pressure on the slicer. You kind of want to let the prosciutto do the weight when you're doing a slice. Yeah, you let, it's a safe let way. It flow. It's, yeah. a safe it's like smooth. It was revealed Ponzi had only processed sixty one dollars with his money machine. There was sixty-one dollars worth of coupons in his house after he got arrested. God yes. damn! So he's needing yeah. yeah. So he's he's needing multi-million dollars to stay ahead of the game. And after you know we tear down the curtain and look at the man behind it, there's only sixty-one dollars. That's fucking fantastic. That is that's hilarious. Crazy. I'll get around to it. <laughs> I'll get some more stuff done. I'll get more suckers to pay for the other suckers. $20 million worth of losses in that period. Adjusted for inflation. Mm. 27 greenbacks. Adjusted for 2017 greenbacks. That's roughly a quarter of a billion dollars. Shuffled around and disappeared. Mm. Quarter bill, eh? It's mm -hmm. pretty crazy. Quarter billion... In our 1920, time. oh, in our time, our time it was $20 million. His assets, I, I, I told you earlier, it was in a bunch of banks across the eastern seaboard. Well, yeah, but and the, right. you mentioned cars. the cars and stuff. I was more thinking mm. like properties. Uh, he had the Lexington Mansion with 12 rooms. I think that was about it. Uh, just, a, it. just 12 rooms. And, and he, had, he, had a, he had an office in Boston, which all this shit was going down in. Probably had uh, marble floors. Yeah, heated by uh, <laughs> inf infants on, on treadmills. Heated by different immigrants, not Italian immigrants. <laughs> Six <laughs> different banks across the eastern seaboard implode once Ponzi's arrested. Six of them. He yeah, one of them being the Hanover Trust, the one where he's like, oh, fuck you, I'm buying the majority. Yeah. So it turns out he was using that one, too. Cody, let me know if I'm, let me know if I'm wrong here. I've heard I, that... Fuck yeah. I've heard that uh, Bank of America is actually not an American bank. It's oh, an Italian bank. Really? I didn't know that. I, I'll buy it. Bank yeah. of America is apparently an Italian bank. I was wondering if that's related to this boy. I don't know. I'll look no, into we, it. We need to check that out. Boa. I can that see that. Uh, bank of America Vespucci. America Vespucci. On a scale of Bernie Madoff, Ponzi clocks in at 153rd. What? So, Bernie Madoff was 53, 53 times. Three times worse. Yes. I, I think the question that everyone's really thinking about is, um, in comparison to Bernie Mac, where does he lie? He was a saint. Well, I he mean, I'm going to say at least uh, one-fifth less doing it for the kids. Right. Uh, probably, um... Bernie Mac was like a plus. Yeah, I would say was. Bernie Mac probably... He was a plus. He did it for the he kids He did it more. for the kids. No, always doing it for the kids. All right. Okay, I just want to make sure that that's not the same. We're all on the, table. There. We're all know, on the same. It's on the table now. We're throwing this 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 first name around. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Uh, no one cares about politics. We're just thinking about Max. Or Madoffs. Yeah, well, that, that's what I mean. Like, mm. you know, 
math science. Your average investor got 30 cents for every dollar they invested. Oh, tight. So the original Ponzi promise was give me $100 and 90 days, and I'll turn it into two, $200. That's great. That, that's amazing. I would do that's that a, with no questions. That's asked. amazing. Yeah. But what it actually turned out to is give me $100 and 90 days, and I'll give you 30 bucks. <laughs> now, I can do that for anyone. And I don't even need the 90 days. No. You, <laughs> like, I, just, I just buy a video game and then give you the change. Give me, give me 30 minutes at a bar. <laughs> I'll buy anyone a drink. <laughs> His ass gets thrown in jail for federal mail fraud. Like three or five years. Federal mail. That's it? Yeah, yeah. He gets out? Yep. But ready? As soon as he gets out of the federal pokey, mm. the state pokey. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Massachusetts is waiting outside like, nah, fuck you twice, and instantly throws in a larceny charge for the exact same fuck yeah. So most people are like, uh, roast mortem, that's double jeopardy, that's not allowed to happen, but the trick the governments used was, it was the federal Federal government. Federal and state. It was the federal government charging for fraud, and it was the Massachusetts state government charging for larceny, so... Double Jeopardy doesn't apply. The nah. government pretty much dirty, ah, dirty tag fucks. team. Yeah, dirty. that's a <laughs> that's a classy move. Did him dirty. He just got fucking spit roasted. So he's in jail, and you know when you're in jail, uh, whether it's federal, state, you're still you're still entitled to get mail through the uh, United States Postal Service. Not this motherfucker, right? Oh no, yeah, he, he was allowed. He was allowed it, to get mail. It's, all it's, right, it's, I was it's, just it's doing there. this. It's I was all inclusive. My finger for anyone. It's who all inclusive. Mm. You're allowed. To, you're allowed to still get mail. You're you're still a human. You're a citizen. You're allowed to get USPS mail in prison. Guess what his most received uh, thing in the mail was? Pasta. I'm gonna go with someone named like Carl Pansy, who's in in the box with him, and he just kept getting his mail. Yeah, nope. no, that's who. Nope. That's nope. who made him a bitch, Carlos Pansy. <laughs> nope. It's like, hey, Carlos Pansy, you're my bitch now. His most received document in prison was personal checks from investors that still believed he could pull it off. Really? Yes. Fuck. He received letters like, Carlo, how long are you in there for? I just put together the capital I needed to get you the money. He still had people on the hook while the governments were doing the takedown. He must have been very chat. He must have had charisma. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we should be roasting those idiots. <laughs> and I, of course, he, you know, the checks come in, but his warden's like, "You're not, no, <laughs> like, you I'm don't not have letting, no. Yeah, yeah so like that's how we know he got checks, but didn't actually because he's fucking fraudster. But just let me put one in. No, you don't get nothing. <laughs> let me get one. So he gets out of jail, but something else gets out. He sex tape. No, no, Travis. Fuck. He never naturalized as a U.S. citizen. Oh, so he gets out of jail from Massachusetts, and then the federal government is back at it again. Like, build that we, wall. Yeah, <laughs> the federal government's like, I know we locked you up, so instead we're gonna send you back as to Boot Island. Yeah, <laughs> Italy. <laughs> and I love this. He was booted out as a quote unquote undesirable. Which is, mm. You can't do that nowadays. That's a little spicy. Uh, no. I, I'm not. I'm not against it. Right uh, for this circumstance. This circumstance, he deserves to go back into the gangrenous boot. Mm. It's a little salty. <laughs> not much return. <laughs> not much return. He's gonna so, be. He's gonna be just like steaming in Sicily. So right at the bottom of the tip. 
tip so, of the shoe. Like a nice muscle. This yeah. is actually some gorgeous choreographed litigation going on here. Because the federal government knocks on his door first and is like, fuck you for doing fraud, puts him in jail, gets out of jail. Massachusetts is like, fuck you for larceny, puts him in jail, he gets out of jail. And the federal government has then had enough time to be like, Fuck you for not being American. Go back to Italy. And why it, hasn't he fucking lawyered wait up? Wait a second. Like legit lawyered up. Can I take a guess? Yeah. Uh-huh. Does Italy go after him? Italy does not welcome him back with open arms. Oh shit! Sabina, Italy won't take you back. Essentially, he's still on the hook <laughs> for crimes. You're still on the hook for your crimes after you're deported. It's just that your own government might take pity on you. An Italian immigrant in America is going to get crucified. An Italian in Italy might fare a little bit better, but the person in charge of the persecution was like, no, you're a dick. Uh, (laughs) I know you're Italian, but you're still a dick. We got to persecute. So he still went to jail in Italy. So he went to jail. Oh, wow. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. But at least he gets five square meals a day because it's Italy. One cut of those to, meals is Campari. Cut though. to Henry Hill just being like, you gotta cut that fucking garlic chotain and it melts in the paint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He gets out, and now we talk about his death. 1941. He, get, he gets out and dies immediately? Oh, 1941. Struck with a sudden heart attack. Survives that cardiac episode, only to go on to 1948. Good year. He nearly goes blind. Just from... Literal magooing. Falling, failing health. But, you know, he endured... His, the, the, the deterioration of his eyesight, to suffer a brain hemorrhage in 1948 that completely paralyzed his left side. Oh, I'm sorry, his right side. This dude is like a Rasputin of natural death. <laughs> like, oh! Who knows how many strokes he had in prison? Yeah. He's out, he's out now. No, that's what I mean. Like, oh, yeah, before, yeah, yeah, before yeah. all this shit starts happening. And he oh, finally yeah. meets his sad, lonely end in a Brazilian free clinic. In 1949. He's in Brazil? He's always moving around trying to get new fucking marks and pigeons and stools. See, Uh, when you said said Brazilian free, I just thought it was a very hairy area. A a literal free clinic. (laughs) You can't have a Brazilian here, you idiot. (laughs) So Ponzi died penniless, blind, paralyzed, and European. (laughs) He was born one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they never got me for it, it was cheap at that price. Without malice aforethought, I had given them the best show that was ever staged in their territory since the landing of the Pilgrims. It was easily worth 15 million bucks to watch me pull the thing over. Mm. So Ponzi, the Said showman, the only guy. Ponzi, the showman, thought he was like, you know, doing something entertaining. Right. They still like me. Oh, yeah. It's like I robbed them, but it was but my, my performance was the exact amount of which I robbed, so leave me alone. Yeah, that's just that uh, Italian showmanship. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like a regular Christopher Columbus inventing yeah. countries. Christopher Angel. So in closing, <laughs> I want to actually try and think, how do we legitify Ponzi's scheme? Because if you think about it, he actually was upon some reasonable thinking to generate money. It was just, it needed some tweaking. And I feel like he should have started like, a mailbox, etc. type business, you know what I mean? Where you could just have stamps and liquidate them for the cheap. We're not the post office, but we can cut like you a counter, deal. Counterfeit stamps? Yeah, no, whole, no, 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 the stamps were real, but the whole post office, you could undersell the post office. The whole IRC saying. thing is such, it's such hogwash, because he only ever did $64 worth of it. Uh, that, was, that was how much was in transit at the time, but we do know he was sustaining himself a little bit with this maneuver. 
Okay, but, uh, it, but it, it didn't probably, scale. It he didn't scale. Yeah, exactly. He probably saw how he was taking in money faster than he was able to do those transactions mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. decided to flip the money. Yeah, like it, any, it was just the easiest way to get money from him was just from the new investors which instead of... I gotta say, uh, I'm not that smart. Were you going anywhere with that? No, I'm just not as smart as him. He's a smart boy. In how much? It's easy to be like, ah, oh, you dirty prick. But like, you know, at the time, mm-hmm. I, I would be like, I, I wish I thought of that. Right. So he's doing all this shit mainly in the twenties, right? Yeah, that was the height. Of the so like, shit. how much did this cunt contribute to I the don't Great know. Depression? It's, it's hard I to feel peg. like. There's a little bit of a you oh, know, absolutely. He's fucking over our, our, our government with his liras. With his liras, build the wall around yeah, Italy. Build the wall around <laughs> Italy. Build the wall around Carlo. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he might have he might have contributed a little bit to the depression. I I don't know that for a fact. There's a lot of fucking shit that went on with that. Mm-hmm. Everyone well, bankers it, were just dumb dumbs back then. He still uh, he definitely had to have contributed to a scare. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even people like sure. oh, my, oh shit, my bank branch is is falling down. And he yeah. Hey, here, boss. That happened to him. And he used the the, yeah, the coffee donuts and two million. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing with with that episode is he moved women to the front of the line. And I don't know what he claimed. It was like, oh, so they don't have to suffer in like the summer heat. But this is like Boston, so it's like, what? What summer heat are you talking about? Yeah. So I was thinking, like, maybe like he was like moving, like you know, women weren't necessarily like workers and breadwinners back in nineteen twenty. Trying to pass the money to them. Well, no, no, he he, just... he he might be trying to like flood the line with women. So like when right, like, so like I, when, when the women get to the top of the line, he would instruct them to like put their tongue through the hole of the donut. Whoa, what's going and on? And then people would get really hard. What's going on? Are you talking about glory holes? No, 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 I'm talking about just licking the donut in a sexual manner. Okay. <laughs> the fuck's uh, going on? I don't know! Donuts, coffee, two million dollars. He was he was selling sex. Call a Ponzi, suck my skin float, he is two million dollars. <laughs> so I, th- I was thinking he was moving women up there because like men were like the traditional breadwinners back in the day, so he was just like trying to delay paying out to the men. Because if you see like a line of women just outside of an office, I'm like, I'm waiting in that, you know what I mean? At least that's what I would do. Hmm. Like, yeah. Sexist, You're yes. sexist, yes. Oh, oh, yeah, oh sec- definitely. Sexist. What's a suffrage? I think not. Ha <laughs> They so- deserve the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, he should just set up PayPal. What an idiot. So, to those people who think Ponzi was a machine driven entirely by greed, I'm going to relay the most charitable thing he's done in his entire life. Just to put this in perspective for you. Donuts. As he was, he, he, he was a nurse in his, in his uh, younger days. Witness another fellow nurse, not one he was well acquainted with, receive horrible burns to her body. And he, uh, without knowing her too well, donated 220 square inches of his lower back and ass skin to her. Ass skin? Oh, yeah. That's where, that's where the first donation of uh, skin usually comes from. And if you don't know, but he's a paper guy. He doesn't care about skin. Uh, mm, Speaking of paper, 220 inches of paper is roughly equivalent to two and a half sheets of paper. All right. So two and a half sheets of paper paper worth of of skin given to someone you don't know. How big was this guy's ass? I I think I got two and a half sheets of paper. You do not. No way, dude. Your badonk is not as big as two and a half No, it's lower back and ass. So, like, if you think, like, each... Yeah, so... So the tramp stamp included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm not giving up my tramp stamp. It says too sexy with a two. So you think, like, each cheek is, (laughs) like, a sheet. Too sexy is what my tramp stamp says, and I'm not giving that up for no one. Yeah, so if you think, like, each cheek of yours is, like, a sheet, and then, like, a little bit of the tramp stamp area, that's... 228. Well, he's a real nice guy, but they didn't have printers back then, so he couldn't compare to that. Yeah, you can't fax shit back then. And that is the life of Carlo Ponzi. Now, 
Just in case we've inspired any future con artists, I would like to recite the con artist's Ten Commandments right now. Now, this wasn't written by uh, Carlo Ponzi. It was written by God. It was written by <laughs> Moses. And Mosey. It was written by Victor Lustig. And he wrote down ten commandments of the con artist. Number one, be a patient listener. And I agree with that. You know what yeah. I mean? You need, you need to know your mark. Kind of like cross the board, good quality to have. So. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, continue. Never look bored is number two, which is, yeah, I'll agree with that one. Great yeah. quality all around, too. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're like a freelance worker and just don't look bored. Yeah, just, you just always got to be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, I love it, yeah, uh-huh. Well, well yeah, what I'm I do at work, lab. <laughs> what I do at work is I break a render in the timeline, so I just need to re-render it. You know oh, I mean? love that trick. Yeah, that's a good trick. As an editor. Number three, wait for the other person to reveal political opinions. Then, agree with them. Brown knows. Yep. Trump done did it. Build the wall. Number four. <laughs> let the other person reveal religious views. Then, have the same ones. Guess what? Jesus was an idiot. I'm, I'm Muslim. This one confuses the shit out of me. Okay. Hint at sex talk, but don't follow it up unless the other person shows a strong interest. So... I initially thought, like, is he trying to seduce a bitch? So, sounds... hint at sex talk, but don't follow it up. So I think this was like... I love fucking women, don't you? But you weren't supposed to be like, look how hot I get. Yeah, that's that's weird. <laughs> Check this out, boys. That's, that's weird no, for no. investors. <laughs> Leave I'm, that at the door. Never discuss illness unless some special concern is shown. I guess just illness just flaccidizes money boners. Dude, right. You said flaccid, dude. Yeah, I did. That's weird. Now, yeah. when you say illness, I mean, we're not talking about spitting rhymes and drinking monster energy no, beverage. Never. never. This is like El Plago. Because we're in French. Wee, wee, wee. Wee, wee! Fago. Never pry <laughs> into a person's personal circumstances. They'll tell you eventually. You don't ask anyone if they're a juggalo. You look for the tattoo. Hatchet man. Never boast. Just let your importance be quietly obvious. So that's pretty much, what is it, Ted He's Roosevelt? Been holding the door open for a lot of people. <laughs> walk been there quiet, for 40 walk minutes. quietly with a big stick. To- uh, speak softly with a large... Phallic Lexington Steel size. <laughs> Never be Teddy, untidy. Teddy was the original Lexington. What was that? Never be untidy. Oh yes. Mm. It, I feel like yeah, it shows your hand that you're an unclean person if you're unclean. Mm-hmm. And this last one I definitely don't agree on. Never get drunk. What an idiot. Uh, That's the best time to sell all, someone. All con artist. Yeah. You, you gotta schmooze. You might well, have to schmooze your marks a little bit. Yeah, well, you yeah. have to get a little drunk. You just don't get plastered. You get try to get the other person plastered, you get semi-drunk. Well, also, back in the 1800s, I think it was pretty normal to be, like, six or seven beers deep all the time. That is that very was, true. That was the normal. Wine, so it was yeah. getting plastered well, was, like, getting Mulled wine. Yeah, it's, Fran- it's France. They don't drink beer. They just drink wine. Yeah. Grape beer. Grape, grape, <laughs> grape beer. <laughs> grape the grape beer. soda of beer. That Welch's, uh, Welch's grape beer. <laughs> A little Asian girl just talking about how good it is for your body. Ooh, it's so good. I'm a healthy now. Are you? Remember those commercials? No. Am I the only one? No, I don't remember that. All right. You're weird. Well, Welch's, wait, there was an Asian girl? Welch's? Just like this like cute little Asian orphan looking kid that was like <laughs> slinging. What was... made you think <laughs> it was an orphan? I have to check that out I now. I... Mm-hmm. These orphans. That's pretty much it for Ponzi. <laughs> Thanks for that, Tom. It's a good transition, Cody. Oh, yeah. Well, so the initial Ponzi promise was 100% return in 90 days. Pretty nice. Mm. He even sweetened the pot after that, saying a 50% return in 50 days, or 45 days, which is essentially the same deal, just half 
you know, double time. Yeah. So that's pretty much what we in our time would regard as like a 400% APY, which is ridiculous. Do you know what like the average APY back in the day was like for a bank? For a back bank, it was like 2%, now? right? Uh, yeah, it was it was five percent. It was five percent. Yeah, it was five percent. Fucking high as shit. Yeah, for like a high standards, where they just. I mean, yeah, now it's point zero one. Yeah, one five or something like that. Fuck them. But like this was savings back in the day, and it would yield five points on the year. Five points. Hey, that's the same amount of points on an iTunes rating star. Oh yes. Whoa, Cody, that's a great point you brought up. But if you wanted like twenty five points. You'd have to do something fancy. I don't know, like you'd have to like let up five stars or something like that. You know what I mean? You would have to have five stars to, to have, have twenty five. The points. five pointed five stars. Mm, five, mm, look mm. at that. Five points. Um, there's five stars in Orion's belt. Is that that's not true? That's, that's not there's, true. There's three. There's three. No, no, there's not three. There's five. Fucking God, only five it. stars. <laughs> hey, listeners, why don't you uh, give us a five star rating on iTunes? And you'll uh, yeah, be let's, very happy. About we'll it. Let's not forever. beat around the that's it. Bush. We're done with math. Fuck it. We're done. We've done it, everyone. We're done with, no We're more math for this episode. We're done. We're done with Ponzi. We're done with math. Have Thank you so much for listening. This has been a hell of an evening. Mm, My excellent. legs are shivering with excitement. It's and, really and, cold out. Yeah, it's pretty cold actually. We left the window open. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make so much money tomorrow after what you told me. I'm gonna make like don't five do any of this. Don't do any of this. You know none of this exists. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I will propose is that Burger King has ten don't, chicken no, nuggets we're not for one forty nine. Dude, King. that is a so great you, no. Don't Way to make cook. chicken nuggets happen in your mouth. Exactly. So you open a store what that, was that sells sentence? chicken nuggets. <laughs> what was that sentence, Travis? Dude, it's English. They're first. happening. It's English first. They're not speaking English. Oh They're speaking God. muzzy. I learned it in a book. <laughs> book on tape. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Tom Saltman. You can follow me at Saunch, S-A-U-N-T-C-H-T. I'm Travis. You can follow me at Travis Legion with two E's on twat. I'm Cody McCann. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody McCann, C-O-D-Y-M-C-C-A-N-N. And you can follow the whole collective Roast Mortem cast at Twitter. Uh, that's also the Instagram. Write us an email. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. And yeah. uh, thanks for tuning in. Ha-ha. <laughs> Hell yeah, Love dog. You, Thank you, Shane. Go make Thank your own podcast you, for listening. <laughs> Don't do that, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good night. Hey, if you like what you just heard, we'd love to hear back from you. Hey, dumb dum-dums. Dummy yeah. dum-dum idiots. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear your feedback, and we'd love to know if you have someone that you want us to roast or whatever. Just want to tag us on, on Instagram or uh, Twitter, or you can email us. It's all Roast Mortem Cast. You'll, you'll find us. Oh, yeah. uh, Gmail. Uh, uh, yeah, Gmail. Um, well, no, we use Hotmail. We don't accept no, Hotmail. No, we don't use Hotmail. Hot 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 if you don't use Hotmail, just, just, just end it. And, and we'll do something fun with your names. Should you include those, we'll set up a fake obituary. In your honor. In your honor. Fake one, we're not going to actually kill you. And this is going to be the stylized Roast Mortem cast shoutouts that you can get part of. Yeah, you get a little tag at the end of the episode. And uh, if you don't want to, like, say your name for whatever reason, like you're one of those people that just, like, jerk off in your basement all day, 
mm-hmm. you just like have no social functions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can send us a DM or something with your name if you want your name out there. Yeah. Or else we're gonna use your fucking handle, which is probably like jerk me off. Yeah, you, boy, can, you can give us a, a pseudonym. Yeah, I'll make fun of anything. Yeah. Have a good time. So thanks for tuning in again. Yeah. Love you.